Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for a couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. I'm Naomi. And I'm Andy. And we're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. <laughs> and on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of questions from a couple of different listeners. <gasps> Did you have a spooky Halloween, everyone? A one, two, <laughs> three. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's enough of that. Now, that's a polar bear. Oh, that's Mr. Ed. Oh, oh Wilbur. And, uh, you don't uh, want any of this, do you? A reference. <laughs> a reference I'm sure tens of listeners will get. <laughs> I'm sure anyone anyone born after the Clinton era will surely get a mystery. Oh, Wilbur. Uh, well, yeah, spooky. What a, what a Halloween we just had, everyone. I, I always try to put Mabel in a costume, and she wants nothing <laughs> to do with it, and it makes me so frustrated because she is gorgeous. She is made for performance okay we need to get mabel in drag like i mean give her things she just hates it she hates it 
You would be the worst stage mom. I know. That's why I'm not having human chick kids. <laughs> chick kids. Chick kids. Chick kids. Chick kids a banana. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, do you know what I would say the most horrifying thing is? Not Halloween, Naomi. Mm-mm. Some information that I found out. The most horrifying thing in the world. That I found out about you. Frightening. Terrifying. Y'all, Andy and I have been together almost 12 years. And I only now just found out he doesn't like deep dish pizza. The most horrifying thing in the world, deep dish pizza. The true culinary abomination. Why, Naomi, I ask, why would you take something as delicious as pizza? One of the top five foods in all of Pangea. Why would you take that? And, and make it delicious. Deconstruct deeper, it. Deeper, no, fuller, no. more flavorful. Deconstruct it. Take all the parts, make them each worse, and then sew it back together like a Frankenstein. Like a goddamn Frankenstein. Naomi, would you take a Frankenstein over a regular human? No, I don't think so. You're yelling at me. <laughs> You're yelling. And I think that's my point. It's less your intense hatred and more the, well, no, it is partially your hatred, but it's the fact that you have such a strong feeling about deep dish and yet I've never heard it before now. I mean, you and I have eaten deep dish pizza together. Sure. We've gone to restaurants for deep dish pizza. Well, it's not puke. It's not not like a diseased corpse. It's still food. But you can get other things. It's not like someone put a gun to your head and said, the only thing you can get on this menu is the deep dish. Uh Yeah, well, because it was the best thing on the menu at the time, I think. I think we've gone to places where that's the best of the worst. It's the Panglossian choice. Uh, and <laughs> oh my God. Why, so you asked why you haven't heard this. I, you don't need to hear my fucking opinion on everything. Correct. correct. I mean, of course, correct, correct, correct. But, but I just felt like it was just wild because, you know, this came, this came out when I was eating deep dish pizza. And so it's just so crazy to think I've been out here, you know, in essence, you know, living a nightmare for you, you know, for you to see deep dish just constantly being eaten and then reheated in the toaster oven. Let me read below this, though. You're thinking that because I haven't told you my opinion on deep dish, you're wondering, what other things do you do that I just haven't told you my opinion on? Oh, well, no, that I'm always worried about. (laughs) And that I'm sure. But honestly, quite honestly, you are pretty straightforward with me. So I said, yes, never in this house again. (laughs) I put my foot down. I said, Naomi, I don't put my foot down about a lot of stuff. I don't play my gender often, but God damn it. God damn it, I will not allow this, this putrid. Go, go ahead. Putrescence. This is, in, this is insane. This is the most insane take I've ever heard. No, no, no. But like, you don't need, like, you know what? If everyone on the internet <laughs> just just diluted their, opi- not just diluted their opinion, diluted their Twitter feed of their opinions by about 98%, I think things would be a lot better. We don't need to hear your opinion on literally everything. Well, my thing is, if you want to tweet your opinion, that's fine. I don't need to come and then tell you your opinion is wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like you as my lover um, who's screaming in my face about (laughs) putrescence, I have to comment. Okay. I have to say something. Sure. But like a random on the internet, if someone was like deep dish pizza is disgusting, it would just be like, okay. Right. Exactly. Well, that's (laughs) because you and I are rational people. We try to be. I mean, I don't well, know. You don't sound very rational right now, Andrew. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Screaming about how deep dish pizza is the Frankenstein yeah, of foods? You yeah. don't think that is rational? Is it because the sauce is on top? 
I just don't like the whole the, okay, every, the no, way just, everything's put together. Okay, okay, that's fine. But I just I just wanted to ask. But you know what? I'm done actually because I don't want to get to the bottom of it. It's like I don't want to unpack this like a deep dish pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, what was the thing you just asked right before that? You said, oh, about like people. Yeah, because we're rational people, and I would say there are people either bored or just like screaming about something else. I feel like a lot of the opinions of Twitter <laughs> are basically just like day one of therapy. Right. And if they just wait, if they just held that opinion, mm-hmm. you know, that like, what what did you just tweet? You tweeted something about how like parents, if you have children, they better be in costumes at Halloween, right? It was a joke. I mean, we'll, we get into it on the page, but basically I just tweeted, if you have a baby and don't dress them up for Halloween, that's just bad parenting. <laughs> right. And then of course you had a hundred thousand people. So many people were, were livid. But like... People who, like, I thought as a joke were saying, like, Halloween is the devil's holiday. And then you look at their profile and in their bio it says just, like, Christian dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stigmata yeah, yeah. for everyone. Like <laughs> Stigmata for everyone. It was just, and then the there, there was another woman who was, like, hashtag parenting with pain. Some of us can't do it. And then somebody responded to her and was like, I know. It doesn't help when people say things like this. I was like, bitch, I didn't even think about you. Well, everyone, every comment is obviously... A, when you are not well, every comment on the internet is about you. Exactly. It's like a personal attack. And it's also like, and I, and I even, I even re- responded to that woman and it's funny cause she hasn't re- seen it. So it's like, you're quick to come and like screen grab about how you were hurt as a parent with pain. But then when I come at you as a rational person, which is, and literally like what I said, it was like, hello, sorry, if that offended you. I thought given my bio and followers, it would be clear that I was joking. I just like seeing kids in costumes. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Straightforward. I don't gotta their, be mean. I don't gotta be. But you see, nobody wants to have that conversation. Right. Sure. Sure. Because it's there. Because they realize they're in the wrong. But if they would have just held that opinion, I know. Waited one week and I been know. like, oh, this is about my dad. Exactly. <laughs> all that, if you just whatever your opinion is, hold it for a week and then figure out what it, what you're really screaming What's about. What's underneath? What do you? Who, Me, a woman who's never met you. Do you really think I'm shading you with your? I don't know. Fibromyalgia. Yeah. I'm sorry that you have fibromyalgia. That probably sucks. Is that a real one too? Yeah, it is a real one. Well, then it's I'm just sorry. a fun name to say. I'm sorry that you have that. Not a fun disease to have. I'm sorry you have it. When we say a thing, it's not about that. We don't know who you are. Right. Right. And you know what? You live in a world of other people, and sometimes they will say things that inadvertently, inadvertently, honey. inadvertently might refer, might not even refer to you, but that like you might not enjoy. Not enjoy. And it's like, babe, babe, too many people in the world. I keep saying babe, and I don't know why, but I keep being like, babe, calm down. You know babe. what? I would say people say a lot of, like, actually anti-Semitic stuff on the internet. <laughs> I don't go after them. Because you got stuff to do. <laughs> it's like, it's just that simple. <laughs> it's like, you busy. Um, anyway, you guys. Do you know what I'm busy doing? Do you know what I'm busy doing? What? Taping amazing episodes of Couples Therapy. We have a great <laughs> guest today. Absolutely. You have already heard her dulcet tones. And I say dulcet because today's guest is Dulce Sloan. Hell yes. Dulce Sloan with the dulcet tones. You know Dulce from her work on The Great North on Fox, The Daily Show on Comedy Central. And if you are in New York on November 11th at 9 p.m., you can see the show she is producing, comedian Shalewa Sharp's one-woman show called Don't Reach in the Bag. It's part of the New York Comedy Festival. Yeah. So think about that. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah. And uh, Shalewa Sharp, friend of the show, you would have heard her. Uh, except uh, that episode that she would have been on uh, 
what was it? Uh, Union Hall. Oh, uh, messed up recording. Oh, geez. <laughs> sure we've talked about, about that before. Of course, always. But uh, yeah, this was great. Uh, Dulce is amazing. I mean, this was pretty epic, as you'll see from oh, the running yeah. time. Oh, yeah. This is a run time. This and, books. and we only ended it early because Naomi had to pee. Ain't that the truth? We could have kept going. But uh, yeah, so I hope you enjoy this one. And by the way, I will say this. If you enjoy this show, you want to support us. I realize we have not been plugging our t-shirts really, Naomi. Oh, yeah. If you want a couple's therapy quarantine crew shirt, a Jubu tee, and two different styles, go to the link tree in our bios, in the IG bio, in the Twitter bio, and cop yourself a tea or one for your Jubu for Hanukkah. Not only that, we have the logo. We have got a Miss a Bitch t-shirts. All of the stuff is in the link tree, in the Twitter bio, in the Instagram bio. And speaking of link trees... You can find links to many other things there, including, I would say, our Patreon. And I only bring this up because we got two shows coming up for you, folks. Two online shows. One of them, I don't know if I would call this a show, more of a Zoom hangout. This is for the Patreon crowd. Patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We thought, why don't we do something fun for everyone? Yeah. All right. And on Saturday, November 6th at 5 p.m. PST, we are doing a Zoom hangout for the Patreon crew. Uh, you can ask us questions. You can show us pictures of your animals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, it's just gonna be a hang. Tell tales. It'll be a fun hour. Uh huh. We can play two truths and a lie. <laughs> <laughs> duck, duck, goose. And then wait, isn't there something else we're doing? Why? Yes. Uh, this is for everyone, regardless of Patreon status. On Sunday, November twenty first at five p.m. PST, we are doing a wonderful couples therapy quarantine party on our Twitch channel twitch.tv slash couples therapy pod or yeah that's right uh so during the quarantine every week we were doing a twitch show oh and yeah then, they know uh well maybe they don't i'm we have many new listeners so i'm giving them the tea i'm spilling the tea for the new listeners naomi should not have said that <laughs> but uh and uh we are bringing that back we're doing a little mental health wellness check-in with everyone you know it's been a while since we did one of these naomi does a bit called naomi hates where she calls out something she hates. Uh, <laughs> thanks, for dis- thanks for explaining that one. And Andy will be showing us things that Instagram says he should buy. Yes. And I tell him he shouldn't. It's a, but you guys can break the tie. It's a bit called <laughs> Valley of the Paper Dolls. And uh, you will vote on whether I should or should not buy them. And maybe I will abide by whatever the vote says, depending on how I actually feel. It's happened once. Yep. I bought an ALF t-shirt. <laughs> it was too small. <laughs> well, I accidentally was... got a child small. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's what happens. All right. Enough of this all. Naomi, roll it. Real estate. Yes. Naomi's love language <laughs> is looking at Zillow. I very much am into checking my Redfin every day. I like to just see what's out there. You know, Red I like fin. to know. Redfin is my new is my new thing. I was on the Zillow and I just wasn't finding what I was looking for because I'm looking for, you know, it's time for someone to buy a home. Mm-hmm. Um, it won't be here, though. So yeah. I won't be purchasing a house in New York because I am not an idiot. Uh, <laughs> you know what? It, to be underwater in 10 years. Well, it's just, I, want, I mean, I just want my children to know what grass is. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. The fun, just the lawn. Maybe. Uh, Wait, do you want children? Yes, I want children. I want a husband. Um, I'm currently 
doing things to get my eggs frozen. So that's been a long process. Uh, You isn't it like, do you like, you know, you have to take hormones that make you produce a lot of eggs, right? And then they take those out and freeze them? Right. But the problem is, is that because of the Roni, mm-hmm. um, you can't do any elective surgeries. Uh-huh. And getting your eggs frozen is an elective surgery. So for me to get my eggs retrieved from the doctor's office, uh, because of the anesthesia, mm-hmm. I was informed that I would have to have a minimum weight requirement for what? that. What? Yes. Anesthesia is the thing. It's uh, anesthesia can really fuck you up. And mm-hmm. like I've met like bigger people, just taller people are just, it's harder with the anesthesia. So meaning they take it like it doesn't go through their system as easily. Right. It's just, it's all about body weight and body mass and calculations and shit. And so for them to be comfortable with putting me under just because of how my plumbing is set up, mm-hmm. um, I would have to go completely under because he showed me what would happen if I didn't go completely under and almost kicked him in his head when I was in stirrups. <laughs> so. Um, Wait, what would happen if you didn't go completely under? Oh, I would be in pain. Oh, oh, oh. you would be experiencing. <laughs> right. Wait, what did he show you, though? Did he show For- you like. No, he would have to. So because my right ovary sits behind my uterus oh, for them to be able to get the needle up through the fallopian tube and into the ovary, they would have to basically move my ovary. I'm I'm sorry, my uterus to the side. And so he showed me that by just pushing on my stomach. And and I was like. And I was like, well, what happens if we don't put me under? He's like, oh, this. And then he showed and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> no. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, let me get those drugs. And so <laughs> I started the process of losing weight. And then I've just kind of like been stuck mm. for the past, yeah. I don't know, since March. Um, I hear you. And so just because you can drink so many smoothies and work out so much. And it's just like, you know. It's just I'm stuck. So either I got to wait for the Rona to finish or keep trying to lose this weight. So that's been very hard on me mentally and emotionally. So, yeah, of course. Yeah, I can imagine that fucking yeah. sucks. Yeah, it's been a lot. So it's just like, oh, I want kids and I don't know the guy I'm going to marry yet. I don't know this nigga. I ain't met him. He ain't showed up yet. <laughs> um, I'm waiting patiently for this fucking man. But- <laughs> Since we have not met yet, um, I must take uh, evasive actions and, uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, because before it was like, because it costs so much money. Yeah. And before it was like, oh, fuck, I don't have the money for this. But now it's like, oh, I have the money for this. But now my body is like, hmm, so you want to lose weight, huh? Well, I've got other plans for you, Missy. And so, yeah, so that's what I've been having going on. And it's just like, you know, try not to beat yourself up about exactly. it. And that's what's kind of been fucking me up for the past couple months. Like, oh, yeah, that's that's the tough part is the like yeah. not screaming at myself. Right. The, the mental game. It's such a mental game. And I mm. say game because you do have to kind of trick yourself, you know, at least to start the way people say, like, you know, you got to fake it to make it like there are things you have to tell yourself to just keep at it. 
you know, because it does yeah. take a while for any kind of new lifestyle, diet, exercise, whatever to take. And so in the beginning, like, cause I know for me, like the problem is I don't really have much willpower and, um, I like instant gratification. I fucking do stand up. I want you to, I want to talk and have you laugh. You know what I mean? Right. Like I don't have time to wait <laughs> for you to like tell me a year from now you enjoyed something. So it's the same thing with like weight loss and that kind of activity where I'm like, I want to see that this is working immediately. Right. And I was seeing like results and then my body just kind of like, cause like my cousin got a gastric bypass and she lost like, she lost a bunch of weight. Like I'm talking about like over a hundred pounds. But then she said for a year, she just stayed at the same weight. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, bitch like and she was like it's very it's very frustrating because your body's like no bitch i get it you're like no i'm trying to uh. so you know i lost like 30 fucking pounds um like because like when everyone got into quarantine everyone's like i'm so worried i'm gonna wake i'm like i am not gonna get out of fucking quarantine with no neck that's not gonna fucking happen <laughs> so i started like paying attention to what i eat and like working out before I even started the before I even went to the doctor because when we were like in mm-hmm. heavy lockdown I was like I'm not gonna lay on my bed all day mm-hmm. and if I was gonna lay on my bed all day because you know when you lay in your bed and snack and I'm like okay I'm not snacking on what I want to snack on or I would just honestly just lay in the bed with just a big cup of water and my straw in my mouth mm-hmm. I'm just like okay I have something but it's water so right. you know because I was like there's no fucking way I'm getting out of this yeah, Wait. but food is my reward. All right. Well, right. I don't have any other vices. I don't drink really. I don't do drugs. Like the other day, I finished writing like 10 pages of a script I'm working on. And so to reward myself, I had a slice of babka and then I <laughs> ate Trader Joe's baked Cheetos until <laughs> I got sick. <laughs> and that was my reward for writing. Yeah. And it's like, I, and it's so, cause the thing was like, I was on this meal plan from this nutritionist and the nutritionist was great. But the problem with the nutritionist where their disconnect was, he was like, well, you know, it's about getting healthier and it's not how much about how much weight you lose. And I was like, that's exactly what it's about. That's the only thing it's about. What are you talking about? This is the only thing we're doing right now. And so, and it was like, I'm not sleeping enough. And he gave me a Fitbit. Cause I had to like, it was, smoothie in the morning then I had this broccoli avocado soup with a piece of protein and that was for dinner and so it was like I was figuring this because like I've done fasts before mm-hmm. like religious fasts so wait what religious like I've done the Daniel fast before I've been doing the Daniel fast it's like 20 what's the Daniel fast 50 it's an old testament fast hmm. I never um, heard of this. yes yeah, the old testament fast and basically for 21 days all you can have is fruits, vegetables, and water. And that's it. Oof, that's, and it's no that's sugar, rough. nothing deep fried, any of mm-hmm. that shit. And I was like, and I've been doing this since 2015. That's fine. I've done fast. My mom's old pastor. There was this fast we had to do from like, it was like from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. You could only have water. And then after that, you could have like a, like a sensible meal. Um, <laughs> I've done Yom Kippur with my mom before, which is 24 hours of just nothing. Yep. Um, and I'm like, oh, these niggas didn't even drink water? Nope. Damn I, it. Yeah, when Girl. Naomi found out about that. Yeah. And also, the first time I brought her home 
for Yom Kippur and uh, not using lotion was on the list. And she was very angry. I said, why you want me around your family hungry and ashy? And like, of course, I don't want to eat when everyone else is not eating in their right, own house. Right. So, so then I would just like sneak a snack in the bathroom. <laughs> I couldn't make it. Like you had like a, a snack thing of chips taped to the inside of the <laughs> toilet tank. Exactly. Like a 1920s like alcoholic. Just hiding drugs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've done that before. So I'm just like, Oh, I can figure this out. And then it was like having to do 12,000 steps a day, which is six miles. Um, yep. But like, and then like, because the first nutritionist I had was a witch. And <laughs> Sorry. sorry. Um, okay, so I'm going to stop you before we go on. When you say witch, please give me some more information. I'll just say that every time I talked to her. I would feel like there was a dark cloud over my head mm, no. and I would get off the phone and like, I, would, I was like, just would feel really weird about the interaction. And it was funny. Cause when I went home for Thanksgiving, cause I started talking to her like in October, just before I got the other nutritionist, which he was really good and he helped me a lot. But I was just like, there was a disconnect of him. Like your weight doesn't matter. It's just getting healthy. And I'm like, nigga, come on. Um, <laughs> That's all I'm doing this for. But it's funny because when I went home and I saw my mom and I hadn't really told her about my experience with this lady and my mother was like, and out of nowhere, my mother just goes, how do you feel when you get off the phone with her? Hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, I gotta stop fucking with this lady. Cause if your mom comes out of nowhere <laughs> with some shit that's been bothering you, I'm like, all right, sustained. You stop fucking with this lady. You and your mom are very close. From I remember from when we were on, you did the live show with Josh Johnson at this point, two, three years ago, yeah. talking about, you know, when your mother came to help you get your check from the dealership. Yeah. Uh, when you were giving us a tour of the house saying your mom helped you like soundproof. Um, before, before, before we started, before we started rolling, you know, yeah. real estate. We, we got a tour of the house. We got a tour of the apartment. But like, are you guys, are you an only child? Have y'all always been close? Give me the background. Um, I'm the oldest. Okay. And there's only two of us. Uh, and me and my brother are only 16 months apart. Mm-hmm. But I, my mom was 21 when I was born. Mm-hmm. So my mom always jokes that uh, me, her, and my brother grew up together. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> she randomly popped up one day and she was just like, you know, if I had y'all when I was older, y'all would have got whooped less. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I don't know exactly, what to do. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, she came up in June because like it was because I'd moved in in April and I had my house warming. I was like, I want to get like furniture and ship where people come over. I'm not one of those fools. It's like I just moved in. I'm like, bitch, ain't nowhere to sit. Like, I'm not that person. <laughs> I was raised right. Um, But I had gone home for Memorial Day because my little cousin and my nephew had graduated from high school. And, you know, you got to go down and get a churn some graduation money. You know, <laughs> that's what aunties rolling and do. And so I was home and she was like. Oh, you having your house warming? I said, yes, ma'am. She's like, oh, that sounds nice. Do you want to come? She's like, yes, please. (laughs) So to make sure we were on the same flight, I bought her a one-way ticket. And I was like, well, mama, when you want to come back? She's like, just get the one-way ticket and we'll figure it out. I'm like, all Uh right. And so she gets here. And that lady was here for fucking three weeks. (laughs) And the only reason she left is because I had to go out of town to shoot something. Uh-huh. And my homegirl was like, girl, your mama finna be here for so long. People gonna start asking about her when she leaves. <laughs> and literally two weeks ago, she's been gone since June. Two weeks ago, the dude at the grocery store downstairs to, uh, asked me, uh, how's your mom? I'm like, nigga, what? <laughs> and then the dude at like the corner store 
because I hadn't seen him in a minute because he usually works during the day and I come in like in the night sometimes. And he showed me, he, I haven't seen that man in months. And he was like, how's your mom doing? She's still here. I'm like, nigga, she's in Georgia. Come on, dog. <laughs> but, but you guys are close. It's three, three weeks. Maybe that's a little too long, but you guys are close, right? Yeah. Like she talks to me. She would just call me to just tell me stuff. Yeah. Uh, but like, and she's going to France next week uh, for church. For and, church? A church trip to France? Yeah. She, she, and she's been on like two or two trips, three trips to South Africa for church. Wow. Um, Wait, like so, missionary stuff or just like visiting? The church is overseas that she is a part of. So, oh. uh, and now they're having a trip in Paris. And she's like, oh, I wish you could have came. I was like, ah, I got to work. But also <laughs> it's like, is the first time I'll go to Paris. Do I want that to be to go to church? <laughs> this is what you have to ask yourself as the person did the you grow up religious to... like was she like um obviously you were talking about like doing you know religious diets but like mm-hmm. this church that she's a part of you know and very into if she's traveling with them like was she like that from the get-go or was that once like her kids were a little grown and she was like i need to get right with my lord well we would go to church as kids but we didn't go all the time like mm-hmm. it wasn't like every single sunday but, like, I remember when we lived in Miami going to a tent revival, um, going to tent revivals and stuff, or, like, being at Bible study, um, or just being at church, like, because there was, like, sun, there's a sunrise service and all these other certain things, just, like, at church, like, all day long. <laughs> um, but we had always didn't go, we didn't always go to church consistently. Because mm-hmm. she'd, you know, feel led to go to a church, and we'd go there, and then she'd go there. And then because most recently she was going to a church and I didn't, I'm living in Atlanta. So, but because of this, uh, because of Al Gore's internet, you know, you can, (laughs) I mean, watching church on the internet has been amazing. I should do it more often, but Mm. yeah, we were, she was, she was, there was like a moment where like, we could only listen to the gospel stations in the car when she was in the car. Mm -hmm. That was for like a second. Um, but, you know, or she's trying to stop. Cu- she didn't cuss as much as she used to. Um, but it was never like super, super. Re- but like as a kid, we couldn't celebrate Halloween. Um, uh-huh. But I think it was for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I was nine years old with a C cup. So I think she didn't want me walking around a neighborhood knocking on people's doors. And mm-hmm. also, I'm a pre- I was a pretty child. You know, I'm a pretty human. <laughs> so, you know, I think she just didn't want her daughter to get snatched. Just uh-huh. the main uh-huh. thing. Uh-huh. I was, so between like the Halloween, like, eh, and you supposed to be knocking on strangers, go sit down somewhere. I, re- I think was her thing. Sorry to interrupt you, but that makes me think of, I remember this old SNL sketch with like Dana Carvey's The Church Lady and doing a whole rant about Halloween. It's like, oh, a little sugar slut in a devil's mask. And he was just talking about how children were sugar sluts in devil's yes. masks. And that is exactly what it sounds like. Your mom's like, she ain't walking around asking for sweets with her seat. No, no, not, without, <laughs> not with these titties, not with this body out here. In the streets of Atlanta and Miami, Florida. No, so you could cover. You could you could put on some formless. No, Andy, not when you live. ghost <laughs> in a sheet. Dulce, little Dulce, walking around in a giant sheet. I don't know. Yeah, I was also like five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was. I had sea cups. I was five feet tall, uh-huh. and I had a butt. So it's like, why is this grown woman trick or treating in the neighborhood? <laughs> Because if I had a mask on my face, like if you saw my face, you knew I was a child. Right. right but if right, you saw right, me right. from the neck down, I'm a young executive. So like, no. <laughs> 
I was the same way too. I was fully developed. Like I was fully developed by age 11, maybe 11 or 12, but, and I was tall too. Like I pretty much bit, I was five, six by the time I was 12 and then kind of just plateaued. So I'm like only just two inches above that. So like, yeah, people would always like think you are grown. Have you ever been touched by an adult man from behind by accident though? Not as a predator. Um, I can say, well, cause like, let me think. Um, what do you think about how tall? Yeah, I was five feet when I was nine, and I'm only like five four now. So, um, I can say the first time a man ever hit on me mm. was in a Payless in Miami, and I was like oh, nine that or feels ten. Right. And he walked up from behind. He was like, "Hey, what's up?" And I just turned around and looked at him. I was like, "I'm nine." And he went. <laughs> And he went, no, 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 no. And then my mother turned the corner and was like, the fuck's going on here? He was like, yo, why does she look like that? Nope. And then he just dropped the shoes and ran out of the store. He's like, ah, I got kids. No, and he just fucking fled the scene. And I was like, mommy. She's like, did he touch you? He said, and I was like, no, he just said something. I turned around and said, I was, my mom was like, because he was like, uh-uh, what? No. And my mother can't you look in her face and she see a child. He's like, I didn't see a face. Yeah, I and he ran out of the fucking store. <laughs> oh, my God. That uh. is so exactly what happened to me. Especially because like, cause I had like, chubby cheeks and these glasses and braces. So it's like once I turned around, you were like, this is not just a child, but a nerd. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they were just like, oh, God. But <laughs> I had had that just because I used to, just, used to take the bus. I was taking the bus by myself. You know, to go to school in Harlem from age After, 10. Nope. When that, well, we were on a school bus, I remember uh-huh. one time I'd forgotten to tell my mother I had chorus rehearsal in school. And I remember, so we were singing and then my, over the PA system, it's, I hear my mom come on like saying my name. Oh my like goodness. she's upset. I was like, why the fuck is my mother here? And so I got to the office and I was like, what's up? And my mom was upset because this is like, I'd never been yelled at the way the principal of my school went the fuck really? off. Really? It was like a black lady was principal of my school. She was like, your mama was looking for you. And you and I was like, I just forgot to tell her. I'm so sorry. And like, my, I'd never seen my mother cry before. Mm. But she was bawling because she mm. didn't know where I was. Mm-hmm. And she was like, hey, you better make sure. Next time. And I was like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. A year later, my mother works at the school. What is she doing? This is what happened. So the school, and this was wow. So this was um, an elementary school in my. So we moved to Miami, back to Miami, um, two months after Hurricane Andrew in '92. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the school was gone, as in the building was gone. So the entire school was just a uh, just a maze of trailers. That they had poured concrete walkways and like asphalt walk, not even concrete, asphalt walkways in between and overhangs. And so, but there was also so the school only had kindergarten, fifth, and sixth grade. It was a magnet school. And wait, but why would they have that? You kindergarten, then you skip bottom <laughs> grades, and just have fifth and sixth? Kindergarten, because fifth grade, eighth grade. Right. And then my brother went to the other elementary school that had one through four. I don't okay. know. Okay, very I don't, Florida. This is listen. Strange. I don't run Miami Dade County Schools. I don't know. This <laughs> I think it was also because I think the magnet program was fifth and sixth grade, mm-hmm. and the school had also been destroyed by the hurricane. Like when I tell you, like next to one of the trailers near the office was just a wall, like a half a, a freestanding wall. wall. Oh my god! Where the school, yeah. and then the 
rest of the school was literally rubble. Mm-hmm. And so there was also like a community center in the school where you could take like typing classes or whatever. You take typing classes or whatever. And my mom said she went in one day and was like, hey, can I print out my resume? I'm looking for a job. And they were like, you know how to print out a resume? <laughs> She's like, yeah. They're like, so you know how to use like Word and all of that? She was like, yeah. They're like, you want a job? And they gave her. So she, I said, wait, you came to print your resume? She said, yeah, girl, and they gave me a job. <laughs> I love it. So uh, America. My, my mother worked at my school, which was not great because one day I got in trouble and I got in trouble with her so fast. Wow. As in, I think I like my sister, I, I think I like, called my teacher a bitch or something. <gasps> Don't say Sloan. Wait. She said something. She should have known. She said something slick to me. So <laughs> how old were you? What was was this fifth grade, sixth grade? I was probably in the fifth grade. <laughs> okay. Uh so this was I know my my yeah, my fifth grade year. I think by the end of the year, my mom worked in school. Um and but like that lady had got me like in the gifted program and all this other shit. So um, or was our yeah, I wasn't in it yet. And so my mother was mad, but the lady said something slick to me. I said, bitch, under my breath, she heard it. Mm-hmm. And then they sent me to the office and then the principal called my mother to the, I think this principal just had it in for me because my mother didn't know where I was. And so, <laughs> as she calls my mother up there and I got whooped in the office, oh. in the bathroom in the office. Oh my and God. I, I came out and the principal was like, good. And I was like, oh, <laughs> This principal has such auntie energy. Oh, she was the, we all know black print, like not just black principals is auntie uncle energy to start with. Right. Either too demure or too disconnected or it's, ah, (laughs) it's a black ass down somewhere. I'm like, I don't think you could talk to me like that. Who you going to tell? Facts. Exactly. Who are you going to report me to? The superintendent? Get your little ass over there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, my friend's like, your mom works here? And I was like, yeah, I can't say or do <laughs> shit. But I remember I'd auditioned for the, because I told my mom since I was little, I wanted to be an actor. And I auditioned for the theater program. She just reminded me of this like a couple months ago. And because I couldn't remember why, I knew I wasn't in it, but I couldn't remember what, and I knew what happened. I couldn't fully remember what happened. And so, I auditioned for the magnet program. And I got in and I told my mom I got in and I was just like, she's like, what you going to be doing? She's like, oh, they're going to have me doing lights and stuff. And my mother said, you're going to be doing what? <laughs> well, like lights and stuff like that. And she was like, no. And she said she went up to the school and said something to the teacher. And she ended up taking me out of the magnet program because she was like, because she was like, she could see the because like the teacher was like. You know, she had like the specific kids that she only wanted to fuck with and da da da. And she was like, You was talented and she was gonna have you doing lights, and we wasn't having that. Uh-huh. So my mother went and took me out of the magnet program because she was like, No, I wouldn't finna have a lady do you like that. Oh, I love your mother. My mother's <laughs> great, but she was like, My daughter's talented. You see these kids? I ain't gonna do shit. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and now here you are, the one on the TV show. Anybody else from the magnet program doing anything? Listen, my theater professor in college used to pull the same stunt on me. And uh, I recently had the opportunity last year to cuss him the fuck out. <laughs> and Wait, what? Tell me everything. This is so satisfying. And I wasn't even there. Oh, yeah. And honestly, they have a recording of the Zoom call if you want to hear it. Um, <laughs> Where was school? 
Uh, this was Brunel University in Gainesville, Georgia. Georgia. Okay. So, so it's yes. A, okay. So it's a private women's college. Because we moved back to Atlanta when I was in the sixth grade, then we stayed there. Um, and so I went to college at a private women's college in Gainesville, Georgia. And the college was amazing. Um, I have an $85,000 theater degree and I don't have any student loans. Bless um, my God. Blessings, blessings. Because I got into like five schools and I was like, Mama, where am I going? She said, whatever one gives you the most money. What are you talking about? <laughs> yep. Um, and that's so I that's why when people ask me like, well, why didn't you apply for HBCU? And like for you to get a full ride at HBCU, you have to have a 7.5 GPA <laughs> and a 17,000 SAT score. And because uh, it's very competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're all private schools. Right. And I was an average fucking student. <laughs> I had a 3.1 GPA. I had like an 1110 on the SATs. I was taking it twice. And I was looking at the prices of schools. I was like, oh, I can't afford this. Right. I can't afford this. Right. So I only applied to schools that I could afford. The only one that I really like the school I wanted to go to my whole life was University of Miami. And I got put on the wait list, but that school was like thirty something thousand dollars. And then I was going to be out of state and all this other shit. This gonna be like, more, yeah. And then if I'd have gone to that school, I'd have got pregnant at nineteen from some dude on the football team who didn't play. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to know who you are inside, you exactly, know what I mean? and set yourself up for success. For success, and when I say didn't play, I'd have been at this. I'd have been at a Mi- University of Miami game holding a pair of fresh twins. <laughs> and that's what I would have had as twins. And I would have looked down and seen this nigga in a jersey and jeans and been like, oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> He's never going to the NFL. <laughs> Third string linebacker. No, he has on jeans during a game. He's not even suited up. He's never going to play. I made a fucking mistake. I but, really so, look. I, I I tried to come up with a football reference. <laughs> I really, and you did. I really and tried. I'm telling you. No, 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 no. Your reference was accurate. What I'm saying is that's not the dude I would have got. <laughs> I wouldn't have got third string. I'd have been a motherfucker that was like, oh, I'm actually the manager of the football team. Right? <laughs> so wait, this dude, this, this theater professor guy, what's, so it, what's his fucking he, deal? Um, he had a group of students that he liked to fuck with. We called them the golden children. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. I was not one of them. And I remember my yeah. freshman year, they would have an assessment with all of us. Because the other thing about my theater program was that it was a professional theater company that was run out of two colleges. So I went to a private school, but then it was attached to a public school, but then it was a professional theater company. So there was a guild and then there was a, uh, trustees and all this other shit. So they had so much money. Um, it made so much money that my sophomore year, we got the national tour set of, uh, we did ragtime. Oh my and gosh. we did the, nat- we had the national tour choreographer Oh set God. costumes they brought the whole show to us in a box wow that's wow. how much money that school had for you to be able to take a touring show right right and bring it to a fucking college so uh and just so my freshman year he sat you know we sat down in this meeting and he was like well i feel like that i see different tool says and i was like nigga what And he's like, well, I feel like how you are in class isn't how you are out of class. And I was like, who is the same? Right. Nobody. I said, are you the same at work as you are at home? Like, that's not that's no human. That's no human being. And he was trying to just, you know, 
I guess psych me out or run me or whatever trying to what does that even mean like what is he trying do you remember what he was trying to get at I I think what he was trying to do is he was like I don't really I guess he was trying to say like he doesn't really know who I am um and I said but he was being insulting about it and I said well that's interesting because I don't know who you are (laughs) and one of the other theater professors went oh fuck like I thought I And he was like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, you're when you're in class, you're this way. And then when you're in front of the faculty, you're this way. And then when you're in front of Theater Wings, which was the guild, you're, Jim Hammond had a GT. And the, uh, the, my other theater professor went, ha! Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and he was done. And I'm, I'm 18. He's fucking 45. And I figured his ass out. Mm-hmm. And he was done with me from that day yeah. on. Yep, yep, so yep. when we did Ragtime, I got cast as Sarah's friend. And Sarah's friend, one, I didn't even know if I was going to be in the fucking show. We didn't even have enough black people in the program. There was one what? black dude. There was one black dude in the whole theater program, and they were doing Ragtime. They had to go. <laughs> I, I can't. They had to go out into the community and find more black people. What? What in the college? Well, then that's not a theater program if you don't get to do the theater. This don't make no sense. <laughs> Sir, you need to pick another show, but he was so pressed about it. And yeah, of course. Uh, okay, fine, we'll pick a raisin in the sun. <laughs> right, because there's four black people here, right? And right. Let you know how much. And they're like, "You'll have. play the raisin," and it's like, "No, right. you didn't read it." <sighs> like, oh, but I wanted to be the sun. Um, <laughs> and so, just let you know, this man did not fuck with me. Uh, I got cast as Sarah's friend because the choreographer would cast me as Sarah's friend. And Sarah's friend has a, a big solo at the end of Act One, mm-hmm. and he found someone else to <gasps> sing it. Oh, come okay, on. okay, okay, okay. So now that we know he's the devil, when you yes. cussed him out last year on a Zoom, was it just like alumni come to speak, and then you were like, "While I have the microphone." <laughs> well, this is, so uh, this is the stunt that was pulled. This was the uh, scenario as I lay it down before you. So. <laughs> They, it was one of those, okay, white people were tumming to terms with things that are trash, right? Uh-huh. Yes, and yes, yes. so there is a Facebook page with the black alums from my high, from my college. And so they let some of the, the younger kids. So we were coming in. Hi, kitty cat. <laughs> Squee is blocking our faces from Dulce Squee right now. Is, yeah, just fully. <laughs> I was <laughs> I respect the cat and what they have to offer um, all of us in hat puss. Um, and so he, uh, and so he didn't know I was coming. Uh-huh. <laughs> and because there were other people that were setting the Zoom up, they knew I was coming. Mm-hmm. He didn't know I was coming. Mm. Ambush so, dragging. Hmm? <laughs> Ambush dragging. Right. Right. So just an amp. So it was truly. And so. They're telling people that's on the call, and then they add, and they start saying what alums are here, and then I popped up, <laughs> and I saw this nigga's face drop, like face crack of the uh-huh. fucking century, and so uh-huh. I talked about my experience there and whatever, and then, you know, and I was real low-key, you know, I was like, this is this, and it's like, you know, and I thanked his now ex-wife, who... <laughs> ran the theater program with him. And what's crazy is that his ex-wife graduated from that college the year I was born. Oh. And then me and her both got alumni awards in 2018. Oh. 
from the school. So, and she had been working there for right, right, my life, right. <laughs> so, and I talked to her, and I was like, "Listen, me and you never saw all the eye all the time, but you know, we respected each other, whatever." And then they start, and then the younger students start talking about their experiences because they've always had an issue keeping black students, and they could never understand why. And I talked <laughs> about like uh, him, and then my homegirl, call her my daughter, she was on it. <laughs> Um, and she was talking about her because she was one of the golden children and they the would work children. them. There was this one girl and I'm not going to say her name. And this girl was, she could do this. So she could do, I don't know what it's called. I can only describe it, but I don't know the French word for it. And she was only like, maybe like five people in the state of Georgia who could do this. So she could, they, so you've seen point shoes in ballet, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They put tap points on the end of the ballet shoes. Yeah. So she could tap dance. On point. On point. Oh my God. And there was probably, I think she was like, maybe there was less than five or 10 girls in the fucking state. Right. That could do this. Right. And they, and she wanted to be a rockette and she was so talented and they worked her so hard that now she's just a fucking housewife. Cause like they broke her body. They just broke her. They just whole broke her whole fucking shit. And not yeah. to say there's nothing wrong with being a housewife. I would love to be one. I've been forced to work. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's and I said something about that. I was like, y'all ran very talented people into the fucking ground, and then the current students started getting on. And they were talking about an experience. And there's a lot of black students there now, but was talking about experiences that they had where there was a show that they were putting together and it was a black show and they weren't giving them support like props or costumes or any of this other shit. Mm-hmm. And it was a thing that was being put on and I fucking snapped. Mm. I snapped yeah. that one girl. And I was like in t- and I was like, how dare dare they have gone through that for as much fucking money as y'all have yep how dare y'all put them through this and i fucking snapped and then i got on and talked about how he wasn't shit (laughs) just really went in he wasn't shit all of that how they treated people you know people getting out of that college out of that program who had never been in this like my big she was there for four years and if you have a scholarship you have to audition for every show she auditioned for 20 shows and was never in one how the fuck is she supposed to have a career after she gets out of college right and what you give it a fucking scholarship for if you weren't gonna do anything with her if you're not gonna do anything with so i was like she learned how to build all the fucking sets and all this other shit and i can make foam look like food and foam look like concrete (laughs) foam look like all this other shit but what i don't have is theater fucking experience right and so i went the fuck off and I'm and I didn't know how long and I probably I went off for probably like a good ten fucking minutes. <laughs> good, I was fucking I mean to the point that because they were like released the recording of the people who couldn't make it and they were sending it to other alums. Yeah, <laughs> and I had alums hitting me the fuck up, and so I mentioned that to and I was just like, "You didn't do anybody a service." And he had just retired, and I said, "Thank God you are retiring." 
Oh, thanks God you are retiring. Then maybe some of these kids can get a fucking chance. Maybe somebody can get an education. Maybe somebody's going to be able to not be run so ragged in fucking college that they'll be able and have the desire to do this shit out of a love for it. And I said, it makes absolutely no sense. And I wasn't trying to flex. But because there were kids that were getting on and like, oh, I love you on the Daily Show. I didn't even know. I said, mm-hmm. I am the most successful fucking graduate <laughs> of this program. <laughs> and the only reason that none of these kids know that I went here is because you can't take credit for my success. Mm-hmm. Well, honey, you were preaching. Right. I said, everything I've gotten is expired, y'all. Yep. In spite of what you did to me, in spite of making me feel like that I wasn't talented and I didn't know what I was doing. Everything I've gotten has been spider. I said, you broke people. Mm-hmm. I was a child. Right. They right. are 18, 19. That's not an adult. That's a fucking child. You right. broke people's minds. You broke people's spirits. It is a blessing that you are no longer going to be teaching. Uh, did he cry at all? Like, I really wanted, wondered if he oh, had a Girl, he turned his fucking camera off. He was gone. Oh. <laughs> this nigga was gone because I'm going to tell you what. And I said, and that's why I said, and I said to his ex-wife, I said, this is why I fuck with you. I said, <laughs> me and you had our differences. I said, but this is why I've always respected you and always fucked with you. When I did Conan, she sent me a message. And we weren't even friends on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. She sent me a message on Facebook apologizing to me mm. and saying that we didn't support you how we should have. We mm. didn't give you the resources that we needed, that you needed. We did not do right by you. Mm-hmm. I said, so thank you so much for sending me that. Right. And this is, I graduated from college in 2005. I did Conan in 2016. Right. Yeah. And I had been doing other stuff, but she caught that. And this woman sent me a message. I said, and that, and so you acknowledging that. And so he ended up sending me some fucking stupid ass message about how like, you know, well, I just didn't know how to teach you and da, da, da. I said, mm-hmm. why would I need to be taught any other different than anybody yeah. else in the fucking program? Right. Right. What is you even saying? And so he said something back to me. Girl, I didn't even respond. I said, look here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told that nigga what needed to be said. And at the end of the damn day, like I said, it is a blessing mm-hmm. to everybody. All of these new students coming in that you are not going to be there no more. Right. It's a blessing to everybody. You broke people. You broke kids, children. You terrorize people. Ugh. And so, and eventually he turned his fucking camera off because I'm sure he didn't want to hear it. Right. But this is my thing. I told you about yourself when I was 18. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why the fuck did I have to tell you about yourself when I'm 36? Right. Nigga, yeah. I'm not going to tell you about yourself every 18 years. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I loved his wife. I was like, his ex-wife, where I'm like, when did she discover he wasn't shit? You see what I'm saying? Because obviously at some point, their paths diverged. Even though they were working in the same place. Maybe well, nine they years. Were, no. they Every were, nine years, someone tells me ain't shit. <laughs> well, they were married up until mm-hmm. a couple. Um, I think they got divorced like maybe four or five years after me graduating. Oh, okay. So they've been divorced a while. Yeah, They've been divorced a while, but they were still working together. Right, 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 right. Ugh. Um, my nightmare. We call this uh, cicada dragging, by the way. Okay, every every, every <laughs> seventy years, you emerge from the deep. Tell someone about themselves. Yes, right. And, and so, <laughs> listen, I'm trying to be Adele rolling in the deep. I ain't trying to pop up again 
<laughs> man about I himself. I don't One know. I think you should show up at his funeral. <laughs> And I think you should. <laughs> you should say it's good that he is dead because he broke people. Uh-huh. I think you should, and then you just leave. You should have Listen. a car waiting. <laughs> yeah, just drive up right to right to the graveside. Get out, say your piece, and get get right back in the car. I mean, listen, or I could just do it because, like, I'm not popping up at 54 and telling this nigga about himself. <laughs> I'm not fucking doing it. I refuse. I don't know. But, I think it's. But, I think you got to keep up the pattern. Ha! But I will say this. If I was going to do some shade such as that, what I would do is I would hire a small repertory group to sing Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead at the crib. That's what I would do. Okay, performance. Drive up with the chorus on a flatbed truck. Yes. Like a float. Like, listen, I am never going to celebrate. I am not here to celebrate the end of this man's life. But, you know, we all meet, you know, our maker at one point, depending on what you believe in. So... Because the thing is, if I'm, this nigga's how old? If he was in his 40s when I was 18, this nigga's 30 years older than me. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he's in his somewhat 60s. He's a white man with insurance. He'll be fine. But, <laughs> you know, it's, I have no, there is no need, the, the celebration is for him not going into another school year. Yes. yes you know, yes, and yes. I'm not going to tell all their business, but they got yes. divorced. She left for a good reason because right. he was acting a donkey as most men do. <laughs> um, hey, hey. Andy. Nah, you're not going to act a donkey. You're too nice. Um, exactly. Plus, you're too nice. But, you know, the ego on this nigga to just come up and just, and I'm like, bro, I don't even, nigga, I don't even know you. You know what I mean? And also, how does that benefit me as a student? How does that benefit me? The only good thing, and I said that on there, I said the only good thing that man ever told me was when it comes to being a performer, as much as creating art is great, this is a business. Mm -hmm. And as a performer, you are a product that is bought and sold. You are cornflakes. Wow. And so it's, and what that lesson was, and I know some kids that was like upsetting and like they're my artist, but I'm like, no, what the fuck he's telling us is that people spend a lot of time pimping people's dreams mm-hmm. because that's what he did. Yeah. And the issue with him and me was he couldn't hustle me. Right. Because I knew what the campaign was. <laughs> But if you can realize, and so because that's how you got people working for fucking opportunities and exposure and all this dumb shit. Right. And, and not the money they need to live. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you got theaters or people asking, places asking folks to intern, but being like, we can't provide housing or nothing, but you're going to work from 9 a.m. to 2 a.m. <clears throat> UCB. <laughs> you know, and it's like. You can't pimp me. I'm a pimp myself. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So I, you're not giving me opportunities. Like, oh, yeah, you can get housing. You get on food stamps. What the fuck I'm not going to do? If I'm going to defraud the government, I'm going to defraud the government. <laughs> but don't tell me that you're offering internships and I see these tickets being sold. You can't provide me housing. You can't give me a stipend. You can't pay me. Then it looks like y'all don't need employees. Right. Because right. I hired my niece as my assistant. But please know. She pays her bills. Because mm-hmm. I asked her, how much is your rent? How much need you? This is how much you getting paid. Yeah. She's making what I made. Right. Around her age. Because mm-hmm. she's a fucking adult. 
I'm not going to ask nobody to come in here for free and help me for fucking free. The shit is disrespectful. Right. So when he says to us, and I've been in meet my first meeting I ever had with agents, and they're like, you know, oh, we're going to make you a star. and blah, blah, blah. I said, look here. I know exactly what this is. And I know exactly what I am. I'm a product spot and sold on cornflakes. And the head big boss dude over at my first agency over APA, he looked at me and was like, she gets it. <laughs> she gets it. You can't pimp me if I know what the fucking game is. Either I'm hoeing or I'm not. <laughs> oh. You can't trick me into hoeing, bitch. I know when I laid down that we was hoeing. You're not going <laughs> to trick me. I put these, I put on these fishnets and knew what the fuck I was doing. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yes, I, got a, I, got a, I got on a mini skirt in 30 degree weather with a fake fur coat. I know what I'm out here doing. You understand? If I'm on the fucking stroll, I'm on the fucking stroll. Don't act like I don't know what the campaign is because you're playing with the kid, right? So when he tells me that it's it's not about you, it's not about you, but what people are going to do because people love to go, it's, well, you know, oh, you're an acting, you're a comic, you must face a lot of rejection. I'm like, doesn't every job? Right. If you get out of college and you went to school to be a fucking accountant, now you got to apply to accounting firms. Somebody has to give you the chance to become a fucking accountant. Somebody has to give you... When doctors get out of medical school, they have to go get residencies and shit. They have to apply to shit like that. This is the only... The arts is the only profession where everybody wants to get your emotions fucking run up into it. And right. now they're taking advantage of you because it's your fuck. I'm an artist. There's motherfuckers that I did. I'm a doctor. You ever meet a, somebody who has a doctor and you don't call them doctor? They're finna lecture you for 25. And I did all of this. <laughs> Bitch, we get it. You went to more school. You owe somebody $400,000. Congratulations, right? So, thank you for your service. But, it's, that's the only thing that man ever said to me that was helpful. Mm-hmm. Because it gave me, because he said at the end of the day, this shit is a business. And that's how he ran that fucking theater program. It wasn't about us learning. Right. Because other schools, they don't have any student graduate. I talked to kids from other schools when I did summer stock one summer. That Students don't graduate at other schools without being in one fucking show. Right. Right. But this nigga's trying to make money and he has free employees. Right. Who pay a college. Right. I'm paying to fucking be here. That's not what this man is about. So it's... And the same thing with like comedy and stuff like, you know, when you see comics get caught up in how they, you know, it's, well, you know, I'm fucked up. I'm a comic. First of all, don't put that on me. (laughs) Well, you know, I drink a lot because I'm a comic. Uh-uh-uh, sweetie, you have a substance abuse problem. You could be be a manager at a Pet Boys and still be drinking like this. Don't put this on comedy. Sweetheart, you need help. That ain't on us. So... Was it absolutely necessary to cuss that man out? Maybe not. <laughs> it was it cathartic for me and generations of students that came out of that fucking theater program to the point that everybody shared it and was like, "She got his ass." <laughs> yes, because I had people messaging me going, "Thank you." Yeah. Thank you. I did. Another thing is like, I don't. I'm. T- it's it's tiring to be the one to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. But I know for as much as other people needed to hear it, I needed to say it. Mm -hmm. And I know the current students needed to hear it because one of them, one of them said, so this isn't new. 
Right. So it, so this isn't me. Also, this isn't you know, me. Exactly. Like them feeling like, of course, if you're in a situation, what you did was basically told them you're not crazy. Yes. And you are not untalented. This man yes. has been playing this game for 18 years. Oh, and even before that. Right. Yeah. He, that, the Twitter program's been around since the fucking, what, the early, because I, I started college in 2001. Been around since the fucking 90s. Right. He's been doing this stunt. So I said the last thing, and that's what I said on there. I know it's talented motherfucker and it was ever graduated from this theater program. And they don't even know I went to school here. Because right. one girl was like, why didn't we know she went to this school? Yeah. You have to think about that. Right. You have to think about that. Why the fuck did they not? She was like, why didn't they tell us? But it's true. You're right. Because they couldn't claim you. But I'm also very surprised they still didn't anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm very surprised. And that's the thing. Because I'm sure the university does. Yeah. Because I've been an alumni. I've been in the alumni magazine. I'm all on the website. The university does. But the theater program does not. So, because if I go to a theater program and I can see that there are alumni who are successfully in working. Right. That's even more, because I was like, but I, I, said, I said to somebody, I said, that nigga don't have the audacity <laughs> of all the gall that man has. It's unmitigated. He's not going to put my face on shit. Yeah. But I've also said, if this nigga puts my face on anything, I'm sending his ass to cease and desist. <laughs> Get me the fuck off of your brochures. You're not going to make money off my back. You're not right. going to terrorize people with my name. So, girl, yeah, but it's, you know, sometimes you have to just, the great, you got to, the great and powerful laws is gone. <laughs> You know, sometimes you got to pull on the man behind the curtain and be like, hey, nigga, you ain't shit. And that's what it was. Okay. Now, let me use this as a quick getaway into, do you mind, do you mind, Andy? I have so many questions. Are you prepared emotionally for me to keep asking questions? I didn't know where you were at. Anyway, anyway, mm. my thing is that POV, like the way you, again, as you said, you were telling this man who he was from age 18 and when he was in a position of power, when he was someone who you know, could have messed with your head. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Also, you were telling, you were calling teachers a bitch when you were 10 because you said they said something slick. You are somebody who will tell someone and kind of doesn't let, or at least this is what I'm getting, you don't let the kind of authority games actually dictate the terms of the relationship, you know? No, I don't let these white and, folks fuck with me like that. And, but I'm, how does that, like, how does that manifest in relationships? And I don't necessarily mean romantic. I mean, like, you know, your friends, dating, whatever, because, you know, for somebody where you're saying, you're like, you can't trick me. You can't, like, smooth talk me. It's like, I'm going to see what you're about. Well, the flip side of that is that you can pull all kinds of stunts on me if I like you. I am an (laughs) idiot. I am an idiot. No, no, no. I'm talking about I, I will take a gut reaction and ignore it. Mm. Um, I ignore instincts a lot when it comes to dudes. Um, because, but you also have to remember that I grew up in this body with this skin. Mm-hmm. So I have been told my entire life that I'm the least desirable, right? Big titties don't matter if you got a big stomach. So <laughs> it's, so it was boys not wanting people to know that they liked me. Mm. 
was a mm-hmm. lot of stuff. Okay. Um, and then just being in long situations where just being like, if a dude talked and was like, this is, I have to hold on to this man for dear life because yeah. no one else is coming. I know that feeling, honey. And so I'm just, I was just texting two of my homeboys about two different dudes <laughs> and one and they're both trying to pull slick shit. And one of them's trying to, you know, been hooked, tried to get with me for a while. And it finally happened. And the next time I saw him, he was acting weird. And I'm just like, oh, God. Okay. And then we're too old for this nonsense. Right. Like, I'm about to be a whole, like, nigga, I'm 38. The fuck is you saying? Right. (laughs) So, and then this other cat I met the other night, very attractive, very sweet, uh, was nice to talk to at the time. And then, you know, I talked to him last week and didn't hear from him for another fucking week. And I'm like, what? And then he just came in real hot. And I let my homeboy see the text message. He's like, oh, yeah, this nigga might be a fuck boy. And I'm like, I don't. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't like using that term because I know what the term originally meant. Tell me. Oh, that term was originally a gay slur. It was? Yes. Like when I was growing up, if a man called another, like that was like, if you heard that word, somebody was fin to fight. Because huh. it, was, it was a way to refer to a man who got passed around in jail. Wow. Okay. So that's why I never said, because like, so I remember as a, like, as like, you know, teens and twenties mm-hmm. being like out and some of these niggas was arguing, be like, oh, fuck. It did, whoever said it backed up when they said it because they knew it was time to swing. Wow. You were okay. basically calling somebody the F word. Okay. Is what okay. you were doing. Right. And so it's like that word was the point of no return, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then white girls co-opted it. And now it just means <laughs> a trash ass dude. But I'm just like, but I was talking to one of my friends who grew up in Atlanta, who is, you know, he's in his, you know, 40s now. But me and him were talking about it. He's like, yeah, I think it's weird that people say this. He said, I was called that as a yeah. fucking slur. Right. And now everybody thinks it's this, this fun word. So that's why I can never bring myself to fucking say it. Like, oh, he's mm-hmm. just a trash ass nigga. But I'm, I don't ever really. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like you know how bad means good, you right. know. But that's not that's not what we're doing. Um, so, but yeah, so he, um, yeah. If I like you, I'm an idiot. I'm an yeah. idiot. I'm a complete and utter dum dum. Um, but I can say that recently, just you know. Having survived a Panera Bread um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the quarantine quarantine times Mm -hmm. and, you know, and I had COVID like a month ago. Oh, you did? Yeah, I'm fully vaccinated and still got it. Oh, no. And it literally took like a month and some change for me to fully recover. Oh, God. I'm like, I did not overcome a virus that has killed 700,000 fucking people. And was scared out of my mind for a year and a half for niggas to talk to me crazy. That's what I did uh-huh. not do. Yeah. And so there was a guy that had been dealing with off and on for years. And I think recently I was just like, I just really started like sticking up for myself. And mm-hmm. of course he was not a fan of that. <laughs> um, But that's what I've kind of, because before I'd be like, all right. If this nigga says something to me on the 23rd and the 28th and the 1st and the 2nd and the 5th, I wait till the 5th. 
to uh-huh. say something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm saying something on the fucking 23rd. Yeah. And yeah. I think all that's going to do is benefit me. Um, and just being more because it's like I can't keep treating every dude I, like this could be the one. Like, yep. bitch, you know this is not the one. <laughs> you know that. You know, and I'm, I'm not but I'm not always I'm not some chick who's trying to change some dude. I'm too busy. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. If this nigga don't want to meet you where he's at or he don't want to be better to be where you're at, then fuck that nigga. He's probably broke anyway. So, because <laughs> that's the thing. Broke dudes love me and I don't know why. I'm a very <laughs> nice lady. Because you have it together and they right. want what you have. But even when I was fucking working in offices, it was still like, nigga, I only make that like, I think my last job, I'm like $17 an hour. And I was dating some dude who was working part time, making $10 an hour. And he resented me for making more money than him. And I'm just like, yo, I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing this again. So, and you know, and you you want a certain type of person. I don't have the space for, I'm established in my career. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready to, I don't know if I have the space to be, you know, dealing with someone who's still trying to make it. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's like I have to figure that out mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, he could be a good man. He could be a good man. I said, that's all well and fucking fine. That's great. But am I supposed to be on TV dating a mechanic? Well, well, if he has a shit together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. That nigga better own that shop. Uh huh. He better own another shop. And he better own another shop. <laughs> because if you can't afford to pay half the bills in my house, there's mm. no, there's you can't come in. Okay. So it better be Manny Mo and whoever the third pet boy is. Mm-hmm. Carly, Steve, <laughs> whoever the fuck that nigga is, gotta be all of them. Kevin, um, yeah, that's why it's you can't come in here with your hands empty. Mm. Uh-huh. You can't you have to bring something to the table? I can't bring the table, chairs, food. Yeah. If all you brought was yourself, that's useless to me. Hmm. Because one, you're going to resent me. Two, I'm going to resent you. Well, I'm going to say not necessarily. <laughs> Look, Naomi makes way more money than I make, but I also do a lot of stuff around the house. I'm very emotionally supportive. I do. I make money. Can you pay half the bills in the house? Yeah. I yeah. The way we. Then you already met the cri- you met the main <laughs> criteria. I just said. <laughs> but there have been times when I when I couldn't. There have but, been times. Talk. Ha- Talk. Ta- have been past tense past past tense (laughs) it wasn't the entire time no and i think it's also like that's different because because it's very true what you're saying too dulce in terms of like where you're at you and i got together when we both weren't doing anything right so we kind of grew together and then i spiked see we had had the backstory you see what i'm saying that's different if if you if i was meeting you now and you were who you were when you were 30. Do you know what I mean? Like if you were oh, like, if I was the same, per- well, yes. yeah, sure. If I was the same person I was when I was 30. No, but I mean, be- literally if you were like, I'm temping at Columbia and don't know when it's over. Sure. If I met that now, I'd be like, I, I, okay, I, don't I see. I don't right. know. You I see what I'm saying? Yeah, like I you do. can't do this as an example because I think y'all started at the same and y'all grew together. Yeah. I'm over here being a mighty oak tree. Exactly. <laughs> I can't be fucking with dandelion niggas. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, um, at any point, the wind will take all he has away. Away. Uh-huh. <laughs> He'll be naked in one He'll gust. He'll be naked in the fucking streets. I, and it's so... 
But as women, especially black women, we are expected to settle. Yep. Ah, I see. You're expected to settle. You're expected to, you've been told your entire life, um, only a black man will want you. Only a black man can satisfy you. And you owe it to black men to always be there for them. Yes. And you owe it to them, too, because of systemic racism. Well, you can't expect a black man to have anything. So you just have to stand by him, you and him against the world. Right. And that is so and that's the thing that can be so, you know, to want something from your partner is to somehow be what's the word betraying him. Yes. As a black man. specifically. Yes. But then he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Right. Right. Because I have to because I have to be there and hold it down for him when it's because I had a bit I did it on New Negroes where it was like I did not know for a long time I did not know until Sandra Bland happened that black women were also being killed by the police and have been killed by and it's been that thing that the entire time mm-hmm. black women have always been getting killed by the police because they're still black mm-hmm. but they did not tell us that I have literally saying the bit I've literally yelled at cops because I thought they wouldn't kill me because I wasn't a black man. <laughs> But I was also yelling at black cops because I'm not <laughs> stupid. <laughs> not yelling at white cops. I'm not crazy. Um, you joke with white cops and hope they see a boob. Um, <laughs> just the top of one. I'm not showing my areola. Sidebar, this cop tried to talk to me on Bumble the other day. And he was just like, I said, like, what do you do? He's like, I'm in law enforcement. I just went, oh, no. Is <laughs> what I typed back. And he was like, what? What's, what's wrong with that? And then I never responded and it didn't match with me. Because um, I'm not fucking cops. I'm not fucking white cops. And then the picture this man had up, he looked like the cop. Was he like, a white guy? He was a white yes, guy. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. like, he looked like the picture in the barbershop uh-huh. of the cop haircut. Uh-huh. Oh, God. I should have known from the fucking pen. I was like, law enforcement. I'm like, eh. and he's like, I'm a cop. And I'm like, ugh, get out of here, loser. I'm fucking no cops. I ain't fucking white cops. I'll fuck a white boy all day, but I ain't fucking no cops. <laughs> Because if I see a black cop, I swipe left on that nigga too. No. Fucking no right. cops. Right. Also, they have a very high rate of domestic violence and uh, They divorce. do. Yeah. And also, I already like if I'm married to a black man, I already got to worry that the nigga might come home. Now I'm married to somebody where I'm like, oh, he might definitely not. Fuck out of here. No. Right. Right. He's in constant danger every day. I don't need that. <laughs> Any I job know. you got to wear a bulletproof vest to work, I don't need to be married to you. You right. walking in the fires and shit. Nah, no, I could never take that stress. Like women who do it, it's like God you are literally bless. a war widow every day. I would every imagine it's like you day. look at the window, out the window every day, and are like, I you're hope. wait, you're hoping somebody doesn't walk up on your porch with a folded fucking flag. Exactly. exactly. The, like the spouses and partners of soldiers, police officers, fucking uh, firemen, firemen. I mean. Y'all have a blessing. A blessing. God be with you because I she. Her? <laughs> Not with it. No. Uh-uh. Anytime you got to wear a bulletproof vest to work, I, if it, I mean, I wouldn't, be, but I also wouldn't be married to a drug dealer either. Like, it's just, <laughs> if there's a high danger job, I'm not the one to be with you. I'm not going to snitch. Please know that. But... <laughs> I might not always be helpful because I'm like, you got to sell drugs again. And I've dated a dude who sold weed. It was just annoying. Um, <laughs> but don't say, who are these white men who you're tolerating sexually? Um, well, you know, as someone who was, as you as someone. Yeah. But I'm saying, cause, cause again, like, I think I didn't have the confidence that Dulce has had her whole life. 
Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? So there are definitely white boys that I should have never touched because they were fucking idiots, but I was just happy I was getting attention. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? Oh, but see, what you have so- to realize is for as much confidence as I've always, that I have, it always has been tempered by, I know what I look like. And I know how I'm treated in dating because of how I look. Because I can be pretty and beautiful all day. But I also know that when you're on dating apps, black women and Asian men are the least matched with. And then being plus size and black is a whole other thing. Also, you got to worry about somebody fetishizing you as being plus size. And that's all races of dudes. I have to be worried about being fetishized by races of men that aren't black. So there's all of these different obstacles that I also it's. I'm a comic, so they're intimidated by that. Yeah. I'm on TV, they're intimidated by right. that. You so have I'm, washer dryer and unit, they're intimidated, intimidated by that. Intimidated by that. Um, I have nice floors. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I live by myself. I have three beds. It's like yeah. so. Yeah. I already yeah. live by myself, so I'm already a fucking unicorn in this city. <laughs> uh huh. And so there are all these things that I always feel like are stacked up against me. So when some man does pay me attention, I'm a fucking idiot. Mm. And so, but I get to the points from time where I'm just like, oh, this nigga's playing with me. Mm-hmm. All right. Either I stop talking to him or they find his body. What? <laughs> because I've had, because like there was this dirtbag white boy I used to fuck with for years. And just recently stopped talking to him on my birthday because he said something fucking wild to me. So, but it was, and he had a girlfriend. Can you share so, what he said or do you not want to say it? Oh, he just would, uh, because he, because he's like done like, he does like sound and shit. So he's mm-hmm. worked with like different, you know, comics and stuff like that because he lives in LA. And he's had moments where he said to me that, and he usually does it when he's drunk, but Ugh. it's like he's accused me of like performing um, in front of him. He said stuff like, well, I know you got to act like this because your friends are around. You have to entertain them. And I'm like, nigga, I'm texting you. We're the only one on this phone. Right, what are you right. talking about? <laughs> and that was the thing he said to me recently. And I was just like, fuck you. Yeah. So it just made me block. His- so there's like a lot of nonsense that I've dealt with. Yes. Because it's just like, okay, but he likes me. Right, right, right. So you see what I'm saying? So yeah. there's a lot of stuff with me that I've had to... Because I've always spoken up for myself in different, like in most situations. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to relationship stuff, because I've had so few relationships, um, and because I've just been in situations where I've been mistreated a lot or just taken for granted or just Mm -hmm. felt like I was disposed. Or I've also been treated like, usually, like there's so many times where I just feel like I'm just walking genitals. Oh, no. So it's a lot of, this is one dude who's trying to talk to me. It was another comic. And I said that to him and he was just like, that's not what it is. And I was like, what do you want? And he's like, I just want us to hook up. And I'm like, nigga, I just, that's what read (laughs) the sentence above the one you just sent. I'm like, no. Also, we were out one night and asked, he asked me to buy him a beer. And I was like, nigga, you don't have $4. Oh, Lord. You don't have four dollars? No! <laughs> you don't have four dollars. What the fuck? Nigga, no. <laughs> which which means his dick was going to be great, but no. <laughs> fuck out of mm. here. 
<laughs> I'm not the one for that. But no, I'm off. I'm not very good. Because once I like some, it's like I don't, I don't want to argue. I don't want to play the game. I don't mm-hmm. want to, the whole acting like you don't like somebody. So they'll talk like I'm yeah. not, I've never been good at it because I've mm-hmm. never wanted to do it. And it's upsetting to me. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like, why do I have to go through all of this? Right. But right. I'm getting coached by my two homeboys who are like, my brother's like, listen, I used to be a fuck nigga. This dude's acting like a fuck nigga. So I'm a, I'm a coach you. And I'm just like, and I just uh, texted him. I was like, is this man really worth this? Energy? Exactly. Exactly. Do you really need to be uh, coached and psyched up? It just doesn't bode well for actually getting the person. It's like, if this is what I got to do just to get you, what's going to happen when I gotcha? And he was like, for a relationship, hell no. He said, but if it's just something to do, because the thing is, like, I'm not good. Like, after the quarantine, I went, after quarantine ended last summer, I went on, like, six dates, right? Because I guess these dudes had just got tired of spending four months with their hand. (laughs) And none of them ended in a second date. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like... Because I feel like sometimes, and I have to stop saying this to myself, but like I feel like sometimes like the idea of being married and having a family and achieving this is like somebody handed me Dixie cups and toothpicks and was like, all right, now get to the moon. (laughs) It's how it feels. It's a lot of times how it feels. Because like Mm -hmm. my parents broke up when I was young um, because my father was not a good man. (laughs) And... uh, so, you know, I didn't always see, I mean, like, where's my auntie Jim, Uncle Joe? And my Uncle Joe is the only thing, the only reason I have hope. Because my Uncle Joe is amazing. <laughs> uh, Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe is great. But sweetest man. Uh, and so, like, you know, my cousin and her husband and stuff like that. And my sister and her husband. And I see that. But I'm just like, I don't know how to do this. Because, like, for as much as I'm confident, like, in myself and what I want, what I need when it comes to relationships. It's just like, I just want this. I just want to make sure this motherfucker doesn't leave me, which, Uh, you know, and so you put up with a lot of dumb shit just so there's someone there just, yeah, yeah, just to talk to. Yeah. And you, you simply cannot. Right. You simply can never give in to that. Right. What's the word? Like you can't give like, yeah, just you can't like capitulate to someone else's shortcomings. Right. Now, Please know, I've never been in a physically abusive relationship. I've never been in a verbally abusive relationship. But I have been in emotionally abusive relationships. And I have been on both sides of that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, nigga, this what we doing? Okay. <laughs> We got, well, this is what, all right, because you not fit, no, I don't, I, if I don't go to sleep, you ain't going to sleep, nigga, you know, it's this shit like that. Yeah. When it's just like, we should have just stopped talking to each other. <laughs> but, you know, you going back and forth with somebody for eight fucking years, like all of my 20s. hmm It's just like, oh, I'm just accustomed to this nonsense. Hmm. Um, And now he's, you know, married to a woman who's built like a tube, but- <laughs> Wait, don't say. Do you have time to answer one advice question? Yeah, I gotta answer all the questions you need. I ain't got shit else to do. I ain't got no man. <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come back with your advice questions. Hey. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Dear listeners, Andy here doing the ad read again. And today we're talking about me undies. As the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because we're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I had always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends, it is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out, but the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but for comparison, me undies are like wearing a cloud covered in angel's feathers, and the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. Me undies got style for everyone, from all black classics to fun expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I gotta point this out there is a particular technology that the folks at Me Undies would like me to discuss. Now, you know Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral, so I didn't wanna have to say what this technology is, so I asked friend of the show friend in real life mort burke to say the phrase so okay here it goes for any listeners with penises and testicles i can say medical words i can say medical words you might be interested in me undies sophisticated contoured pouch and ball caddy what's that again mort they're incredibly comfortable contoured pouch and ball caddy wonderful thanks buddy Okay, soft underwear comes in all packages at MeUndies. So to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash therapy. That's MeUndies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings and I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office, okay? I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together and the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good at it. 
So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. Hey, y'all. Wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds, and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. And we're back. Okay, Andy, what's the what? Well, I wanted to make sure we, because we got this in the other day, and mm-hmm. it's time sensitive. Okay. Because okay. it's about the holidays. And so I just wanted to make sure that we got this before okay. Christmas. Okay. All right, here Let's we go. Hi, Naomi and Andy, and special guest. Um, love the show. Thank you for putting yourselves out there. And just being very seemingly wonderful people and being vulnerable for, for us. Seemingly. And I, uh, I just love that. But I'm calling oh, because it is currently October and I'm anticipating the annual holiday fight that I have with my husband. We've been married for 10 years and um, he's Jewish. I was raised Catholic. I celebrate Christmas. Um, and he hates Christmas. He hates it so much. And every year we have a big fight about something, um, mostly regarding decorating. Um, and I'm not like trying to decorate the house a lot. I would like to put up some twinkly lights and maybe a fake evergreen bough over the doorway, something like that, you know, some tinsel, whatever. We, I, we've only had a Christmas tree in our house once in 10 years. Um, and that was because we couldn't visit my folks over the pandemic. And, um, I just needed a Christmas tree in my life, especially during a pandemic. And so he conceded to that, but, um, he's just very grouchy about it. And I kind of let it get to me. And this year I really want to send a holiday card. I've not done it since we've been married. Um, it's something I grew up doing and it doesn't have to be a Christmas card. It can be a new year's card, but his point is that it's kind of like new year's card is just Christmas card in code, um, which he's probably right. But you know, I celebrate Christmas uh, we have kids. I'd like to send pictures of them to people that I love. And I know he's cranky about this. I know he doesn't want to do it. Um, I'm not asking him to do any of the work oh. for it. Um, and I just want to know your opinion. Is it 
too much <laughs> to ask him to participate in this, even if he's not doing any of the work or like to be represented by this Christmassy thing as a person who doesn't celebrate Christmas. Am I crazy or is he just overly grumpy? I just, I can't tell. So any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. <laughs> okay. You could this have is seen all of our expressions during this. <laughs> First of all, the fuck is his problem? This is what I think his problem is. His issue is he's a Jewish kid who grew up in America and saw Christmas represented the way that Christmas is represented. Mm-hmm. Now. I get that. <laughs> if you are bothered by it, one, why did you marry a shiksa? The fuck is wrong with you? What are you Thank talking you. about? Two, why did you marry... You married a shiksa. You didn't have to marry a Christian. You could have married an atheist. You married someone who was right. a practicing Christian. That's who you fell in love with. Also, maybe you fucking forgot, but if you was paying attention to the Old Testament, Jesus was Jewish. Your wife wouldn't even have her religion if it was not for God's chosen people. Also, <laughs> you can sit on a Hanukkah card so he can sit the fuck down. Like... <laughs> This seems so much deeper yeah. than what the actual problem is. Because my question is, is he a practicing Jew? Mm, right. That's the question. Because why does this have to be a fight? Yeah. Throw up a menorah, celebrate Hanukkah. It's around the same time. What is the issue? There are some... A- I will tell you this. Yes. I, I, uh, um. A Christmas tree seems like a step too far for that, me. For you, for that's me. what you have told I, me. That's what I've yes. said. Like everything else, I'm I I would be fine with. And, and I rolled my eyes a ton during this call because I'm just like that dude. Sh- like the, the the send out the card, like put a, a holly bow over the door. Like that stuff sounds. That's like great. That doesn't seem <laughs> crazy. But just like as like someone who like not just grew up in a Christian area. And had to like, and felt like the weirdo because I had to keep explaining everything to everyone and got like weird looks. And my babysitter at some point, my like after school babysitter, like took me aside once and had and was like, do not ruin Christmas for my kids. Do not tell them Santa doesn't exist. <laughs> Why is that on you? Because I, because I, because he was Santa- going to fucking tell them that Santa doesn't <laughs> exist. That's a conversation that most that um people with kids have to tell adults who don't have kids. Uh, don't tell my kids that Santa's not real. <laughs> but the thing is, one, I was a kid who never believed in Santa because I was like, we don't know this white man. How is he getting in here? <laughs> um, I never believed in him. But I think what I don't understand is if it was flipped, right? And she was Jewish and he was Christian and she wanted to put up a menorah. And he was saying that the menorah was a step too far. Yeah, you're you right. see what I'm saying? If you I flipped do. it, because my as religious as we, my mom quit putting up a Christmas tree once we hit like high school. She's like, okay, and <laughs> I still put it up. I plan to put up one because, and then, but this is the other thing is you know you've seen my stand up, you know, trying to always talk about trying to get me a nice Jewish man, but <laughs> I've also been like recently like is having, you know a dual face household, even, you know, if you look at the beginning of Christianity and, you know, the old Testament having books of the Torah in it and all of that stuff, David and mom, Moses and Abraham and all of them. Is that something that I want? 
You see what I'm saying? Because hmm. I don't want to have this. Because when you're dealing with the house, even though it's an Abrahamic religion, it gets to a point where we're not doing the same shit. But I think so. But- how do you explain that? I think she really just has to sit down with him and go, what's the fucking problem? Hmm. Because I don't feel like that you're mad at what you're mad at. Is it because you've had, is it because you felt left out growing up? Is it because it was something that you felt was forced upon you Mm -hmm. just because of how America is? Because like when I was in elementary school, because there were a lot of Jewish kids where I went to school, we learned about Hanukkah and Christmas. They had Hanukkah and Christmas decorations and then Kwanzaa decorations Mm -hmm. all at the school at the same time. Right. So everybody got, especially with the Hanukkah and they were really making sure we knew what Hanukkah was and what was happening. We were spinning dreidels in class. <laughs> so they really made sure that we knew the history of this. But I know just, just because of where I grew up in the area right. that I lived in at the time. Right. So I think she, and also y'all been married for 10 years. And well, he's this is, still this is what stunt? I was going to say. This is what I was going to say. I was like, 10 years and children is too long for this to still be an issue. Yeah, because for instance, like, you know, I remember when you told me, Andy, when you were like, I don't want a Christmas tree in my house. Now, the thing is, every Christmas growing up, we would go to Detroit and we would do Christmas at my grandma's house. So my mother, we didn't really decorate because we would just be in Detroit for two weeks. And that's where we would have all the Christmas stuff. So it's not like I was like, I don't get to decorate my home. But when you and I got to the point where we were living together and doing holidays together, Mm -hmm. like he came to my mother's house and it was the first time he had ever decorated a tree. Like the first time he had Christmas was maybe four years ago, maybe five. Mm -hmm. And we decorated the tree. But also, one, I put presents for Andy under the tree so that he is a present. I wrapped them in Hanukkah wrapping paper. Yeah. We have Hanukkah. Some My mom bought like Hanukkah ornaments to put on the tree. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's not like we're trying to be like, see, isn't this good for you? But it's also like, we don't want you to feel like you have to pretend to be Christian right now. Uh-huh. It's more like you're partaking in sort of the um, the show of it. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like, uh-huh. open a present when we're all opening presents. Uh-huh. This is right, for the same in Jesus, way if you went you know? to his parents' house on Hanukkah or when you go over for like, a, for like Passover or anything else, you participate just like everyone else participates. Right. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, we talked about this. I had to go find the Afikomen. One Seder. I don't know nothing about no Afi Kalman, but I was the youngest and I said, let's do what we have to do. And yeah. it's like, it's not a big, like, and so that's why I'm like, after 10 years, I don't understand. I remember, I knew a couple, he was Jewish, she was not. And I remember they had a holiday party at their house and I thought it was cute. Basically their house, they had a tree, but the whole theme of like all the decorations was blue and silver. Yeah. And, they, and it was like the cutest little look to me. Uh-huh. And I was like, I was like, they're combining There's their things. There's something about the tree to me that is that is so symbolic. Mm-hmm. I, I obviously I know like I know the history. It's a pagan thing that got <laughs> sucked into Christianity. But is it right? also because it was a pagan in German pagan practice? Not be bothering you, friend. <laughs> Could that be the root of it? Well, yeah. I mean, growing up in Pennsylvania, I have to say that like uh, a lot of the uh, Christmas trees did have Hitler ornaments on them. Right, right, true, right, true, right. true. I think pretzels maybe- and Hitler ornaments. People don't realize Pennsylvania is very racist. I was called the N word by someone driving through a and a car in Quakertown, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, it was it's a- hugely racist. Oh, it was a- drive yeah. by. Yeah. Great. Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Growing up in in religious school, I remember like when I was like maybe fifteen or sixteen, we did like a whole little thing on all the hate groups in Pennsylvania. What do you mean, whole little thing. Whole little like <laughs> like I, a report. Like a unit. 
like yeah, a yeah. report for the ACLU <laughs> and we didn't for have the like, FBI. Like we didn't have textbooks. The rabbi yes, would, yes, yes, the, would tell you every like you know as we were bef- uh, before we got confirmed. Like uh-huh. every week in religious school he would come in with a new thing uh-huh. and i remember one of the things one week units, was hate groups yeah yeah was hate groups all the different hate groups oh, yes, it's like, don't forget we might look how we look but people still hate us <laughs> right because you right. can't forget that you know we look white but they still hate us yeah um right we, I, I say jews uh we like in urban areas in like major cities we like flow into whiteness and then in anywhere else in the United States, we like fall out of whiteness. Mm-hmm. No, that's what your presumption is. It's if you're in the grocery store <laughs> Go in on. a rural area, you're still white. You see what I'm saying? It's But you think so? Because I they, feel like the races, they can tell the difference. Yeah, no, no, no. Pick- uh, listen, I'm from I'm from somewhere we spend a listen, America spends a lot of time going who is what. Right. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I literally have a joke about when I came to New York, I played this fun game called Jewish or Italian because I can't tell the fucking difference all the time. Okay. <laughs> because one of my friends was on a show and the whole crowd, he was like, he popped out. He's like, and he has this gorgeous curly hair, glasses or whatever. And he's like, what do you think I am? And the crowd went Jewish. He's like, no, I'm Italian. So I watched white people. Right. From New York. Right. And I saw this girl in the front go. No, she was <laughs> devastated, right? <laughs> that she had missed because she couldn't because she couldn't fucking figure it out either. So I think it's I can say that there are based on a look there. Yes, there are some Jews that can assimilate and there are some where you're like 50 fucking feet clocked them. Got it. Right. Because <laughs> it's just a look. There are some like there's some like. If you look at Jesse Williams from fucking Grey's Anatomy, if he lived a hundred years ago, he would have just been a white man. Mm. He's light skinned with green eyes. He could have just been white. It would have been much safer for him. (laughs) Now, mind you, there are certain parts of the country that he would have gone to and he'd have been like, well, I'm white and white, black, white people and black people would have been like, nigga, come (laughs) on. Don't do this. We see you, dog. Quite plain. He could have. It would have never worked in New Orleans because he'd have been clocked immediately. Yeah. The Jean de Color, Blue Vein Society, doesn't matter. He'd have been clocked for days. But all he had to do was take his high yellow ass to California, and he's a white man again. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that it's because I remember Ian Carmel got on stage one time at a show in L.A. and he was like, and he just started his set by going. Jews aren't white, huh? He's like, when did this start? And he's a Jewish man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you see him, you're like, ah, is he Jewish, Italian, Greek? Uh, you just don't know. So it just, I, it literally just goes off of, because like when I'm in Atlanta and my hair is straight, black people think that I'm Dominican. If I'm wearing mm. my hair natural, nobody thinks that. You see what right. I'm saying? Right, right, right. So it's the experiences of the person that can influence how they see other people. But so we all have this specific look in our head of what we think certain people look like. So it's like, okay, I can hate you, but I can't hate you. And then sometimes people walk up, you're just like, okay, I don't know what this is. <laughs> and so I'm just going to hate it because I don't know what it is. So just miscellaneously brown. I'm going to hate it. But like, we still don't know what the fuck Armenians are. And they have a whole town in LA. You see what yeah. I mean? No I got to say, knows- though. 
When I'm at a Target in Pennsylvania, people are throwing yarmulkes at me. They know. MPA. I mean, they're not. No, they're not because there's no supply. Target's not selling yarmulkes. Don't do. Don't play me like that. Um, you know they're not throwing yarmulkes. They're throwing keys. Um, they're throwing bags drinks. of ice. But there are, bags it, of ice. We all know Targets have a dreidel section now. They do. That's how I've learned it. Um, I'll say. So I have thought about that because I am religious. And, um, which I'm always like, I will say I'm, I'm a practicing Christian. And so I have thought about that because it's like Daniel fast falls under, that's under the line of Judaism because Daniel was Jewish. But once we hit the new Testament bye friend, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, I've also had to think about that and it was like, how do you have an interfaith household? How do it's like, because technically, if I have a husband who's a, a practicing Jewish man, technically we're praying to the same God, but we're doing it different. And if he was really practicing, would he even marry me in the first place? Like, I don't know. Like, you see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because it's like, but that's what you that said at the top of this. It's like, he chose a shiksa. He chose, he chose that and not just someone who was raised Catholic. You know what I mean? Like, you, I mean, you buried it. Like, I'm not religious. So it was kind of like, you know, me, and also I went to fucking private school in the Upper East Side, which makes me half Jewish anyway. <laughs> so it's not like I was, it was so foreign to me, right? Like his, right. you know, I wasn't like, what is, what is, um, you know, what do you call it? What's Kugel? You know, like I wasn't that kind of person to begin right. with. Right. You also like, you've, we've all had Rugula and buying all of that fun stuff. Um, <laughs> so it's like, if, because when you grow up a group, you know, when you grow up a group, like, just how I know that, you know, Cinco de Mayo is not Mexican Independence Day. Right. <laughs> and that I can identify all of the flags of fucking Latin America for the most part, because that's what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, that's the Honduran flag, it's the Salvador's flag. There's subtle differences, but we'll figure it out together. Um. So when you have exposure to certain people, but again, it's even if she's not... Even if she's a, like, how does he act on Easter? Like, do the kids not get a, are they not going, is the kids not get a basket? Like, what do we talk? Like, this is when, this is when her religion starts is Easter. So it's like, because that's when it was like solidified. Okay. Died, came back on the third day. We out here. Is he acting a <laughs> fucking fool on Easter too? That's my other question. How are the kids being raised? Right. Would it turn in terms of faith anyway? Is it, you're kind of going, well, here's these two things. You pick one if you want to. Technically, your mother's not Jewish, but you're Jewish. But we're reformed, so it's fine. Is he practicing <laughs> is my question. If he's not yeah. practicing, what the fuck is he mad about? Yeah. And it's an argument every, because it's also like, they've been married for 10 years. They were probably dated for what, two, three beforehand? Yeah. You already knew what her deal was. You probably met her family. What the fuck are you mad? What is he mad? At? That's why I don't. Isn't this an argument? Why? I just could. Un- I can understand. Again, for me, a Christmas tree is a step too far just because it, it feels like I'm um, diluting my identity. Even if I'm like, I'm not. How? I don't- I, there's something symbolic about it, about it. Again, growing up, I don't know if there's some, something comparable. Like if, if, But like growing up in America... You know that it's fairly an anti-Semitic place, and uh, it's not like I got called names all the time, but I definitely got called names uh, as a kid. And 
there is something symbolic about it to me, maybe not to all Jews, but to me, that is like that you are totally giving up on your Judaism to have a tree. We could have decorations if you really wanted them, Naomi. Right, right, right. right. But like the tree to me, and I, I'll go to your mom's. Your mom's house is a neutral place, right? And decorate, decorate a tree there. Yeah, and you I decorated decorate. the tree there. And Listen, I didn't this say is a conversation shit. between you and y'all. Y'all ain't got to justify it to me. I'm just trying to <laughs> no, understand. But I'm telling you, I'm explaining to you, and right. I'm explaining and if it, and the, the right. But it sounds like that you have given me more explanation than he has ever given her. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. so that's what I was gonna say. Is that like that like if there's like a hard line in the sand for something like that, that's one but like you know if you marry someone of a different faith, you're gonna have to make some kind of like there's gonna have to be some kind of compromise. So there's gonna have to at least be a one, conversation. And right. it sounds like that they didn't have the conversation or it's her just going, but it's also this is something that feels important to her. Right. She's sighing a lot in this voicemail. Okay. She's sighing a lot in this voicemail. She's like, she is tired. She's like sad, you know, like she's disappointed. But a card to me, I'm like, if you don't agree to a card there, I I agree with Dulce. There's something else going on because a card, like maybe a neutral card. That's weird to not agree to that. Right. So maybe he feels the same way where it's like anything is a step too far. She said she just wants to put up a bow and some lights and that's too much for him. Right. She wants to do a little thing like a card and that's too much for him. But it's then fine. We will fucking celebrate Hanukkah. Whatever. It feels like he don't want to do nothing. nothing. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. He doesn't want to do anything. And maybe the holidays were a hard time for him growing up, whatever. But it sounds like that she is just going, I want this for me. I want this mm-hmm. is how I grew up. This is important to me. And she wants it in her house. And the only time he allowed her to have it was during a fucking global pandemic. So it seems like the compromise before has been we're going to the parents' yep. house. That's yep. where the tree is. The tree yeah. will be yeah. over there. And she's yeah. agreed to that. But now it seems like this is not something that she wants to continue to agree with. It's like, okay, if we ain't putting up Christmas, we doing something in this bitch. I don't care if I got to hang all eight. Because, like, I remember growing up as a kid, my grandma didn't always have a Christmas tree. But she had a a light up, a plug-in menorah. Yeah. That sat in her window. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know just if it was because it was Miami or what, but my grandma had a menorah in her house and I remember seeing it as a kid. It was like, it, all the lights came on at months because it plugged in, but it was probably <laughs> from like the seventies. It was so old. Uh-huh. But my grandma, my so I always, right. The plastic ones, right? Mm-hmm. So I, so I've all, even in my own family and I don't, I don't know if my grandma was Jewish. I don't know. I don't, that's none of my business. I'm a child, but <laughs> I would see a Christmas tree at my grandma's house and also see the menorah at my grandma's house. You know what I'm saying? So this is something that I always saw, but it's like, I just don't understand why he hasn't told her after 10 years of marriage and children, instead of just grumbling about it, talk to your fucking wife, bro. She's calling strangers getting advice on this shit. <laughs> Talk to her. You're right there. And it's like, and it seems like this is something that's important to her. So it ain't got to be a six foot fucking tree. It don't have to right. be. Right. 
Right. We would have little trees at our house. So maybe it could be a little tree that sits next to the menorah and then that could be the thing. But it's, this woman seems like she's, she said this is a yearly fight. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah that's, that's like, the it's thing like, uh-uh. like, but like, uh-uh. I thought, like, look, I think maybe you both can understand growing up in, uh, a America, white supremacist country. Yes. You can understand that maybe there are some things that might be a step too far if, like, with a white lover, right? It's the same thing, Jewish with a Christian. No, I get that, but then, but I also believe that then you, if it is like that for you, then you tell me. A, but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, you wouldn't have a partner who was of a, a different religion. Right? Like, if it was really something where you're like, oh, that's a step sure. too far. Sure, but if there's, like, one certain thing. Uh-huh, but this is a very big thing that your partner cares about. Yeah, That's the problem. If she was not a Christmas person, or if she was not a decorating person, if she wasn't a, you know, um, that would be different. But she is, and you've been but together she, too and, long. And you've been you together to too long. For you not you to accept this. you have children, right. and it's just like, maybe they're, if you're not, it's like if she wants a tree, but they're not even raising the kids Christian, Okay, then what's that? You see what I'm saying? Like, it's if you want the or it's you want to be able to just do a holi- happy holidays was the fucking compromise. Right. right. Yes. Happy holidays was the compromise. Yeah. Right. Seasons so, greetings. Seasons greetings. <laughs> happy holidays. Okay. Happy Honda days. Exactly. Whatever. Exactly. <laughs> Go. You know. And so it's if he doesn't even want to send out a holiday card he's like that just means christmas no it does no not. it does not new year cards to me there's like hey we starting fresh see you in 2022 right. so, and it got nothing to do with jesus yes it got nothing to do with jesus and it's just like i mean this just goes back to something that i always have personally thought that i remember like being in like black churches growing up and they would tell us we had to have respect for the jewish religion because jesus was jewish you can't be a Christian and be anti-Semitic. It literally makes no sense. You cannot hate the people who are dis- like it. And I remember sitting in church being like, this makes absolute. Like, because like, I, and he stopped and I'm like, he was like, we have the Ten Commandments. Who did Moses bring the Ten Commandments to? We have taken, like, we have been... It's this is a part of the legacy mm-hmm. and the teachings of Christianity. You can't be anti-Semitic. Jesus is literally from the line of David. What sense does this make? And I remember sitting in church being like, oh damn, everybody needs to hear this. This, <laughs> this really makes no sense. This really makes as, as I remember as a kid going, this really makes because I remember going. Well, if you hate Jews, then don't you hate Jesus? Jesus was Jew- <laughs> Don't you hate Moses and Abraham and Isaac and everybody and Jesus's mama and Mary Mag? <laughs> like, ev- like everybody, you hate everybody. It makes no sense. And so, I under it's I understand that there's a there's a there's a thick line. That is drawn between the two after a certain point. And that point is Jesus. I mean, there's books before that, but in everyone's mind, the line is Jesus. And so I think I'm just confused as to how 
sending out a holiday card isn't the compromise. If he doesn't yes. want a tree, then yep. fine. You he know, might that's feel guilty. I, I'll say this. He could feel guilty that he's like, you know, you know, where uh, our numbers are dwindling. Maybe he feels <laughs> like maybe. Well, he, that it, was honestly, you just said that sentence. That was like the other reason why I was like, yo, man, I can't be messed with these Jewish boys. Their numbers is dwindling. They got to get the, they got to get their stat, stats back up. They don't need another shiksa in the midst fucking up the numbers. You know what I mean? And I really had that thought the other day. I'm like, oh, they don't need me out here fucking their numbers up because I don't know if I would convert. But um but they need to have that conversation i think it starts with maybe your husband listening to this and listening to us go we don't understand his problem and then maybe he will explain what his problem is and i think it probably does come from something like you you were both saying andy and dulce like he must he probably grew up in a place where judaism was erased and so he feels like he has to hold on to it i don't know why you and your wife haven't dealt with this after 10 to 12 years and so you need to just tell him like you guys need to talk. You need to explain to him. And also, I'm sorry, I'm going to say right now, too, saying a New Year's card is just Christmas in another word is not correct. No. And it is a sign of unwellness mentally. <laughs> I'm just going to make sure that that's underscored. Well, I'm, like, I'm sorry. It's also dismissive to her because there's plenty of people around the world that do not celebrate Christmas, right? Because they're just not yeah. Christian. Everybody celebrates. Everybody acknowledges that we're done with this year and we got a new one. Also, <laughs> right. That no one's like, no one stops. It's not the, the years change. Everyone's right. like, okay, after these 12 months, after these 365 days, whether you on year 5,000 and some change or you on year 2021, <laughs> everybody done said, okay, this year is done. We're doing a new one. Also fun fact, just to let you know the type of person that I am. I had a friend in college who was a staunch atheist. And I asked her one day why she celebrated Christmas. And she was like, and she was like, well, it's Christmas. And I was like, okay, that's not an answer. Um, I was like, well, you don't believe in God. She was like, no. And I was like, then why do you celebrate Christmas? She's like, well, because it's an American holiday. I said, no, it's not. (laughs) And I had to be like 18 or 19 because apparently I was just giving everybody shit. You were. You were just walking around telling everybody about themselves, singing for half a second in ragtime. And then he was like, you can't. By the way, can I pitch Cicada Shade? That was a better. Okay. Yeah. Ah, we yes. Got there. We shade. got there. We got there. Um, <laughs> and she, she got mad at me and she's like, you're telling me you can't, I can't celebrate Christmas. I said, no, your own beliefs are telling you that you can't celebrate Christmas. And she's like, well, it's a commercial holiday. I said, it is literally a celebration of the birth of Christ. Has it gotten commercialized? Yes. I was like, but you're an atheist. So why I don't really believe in God, but I'm really into I'm into the Christmas spirit, if that makes any sense. Like I'm into the whole cultural Christmas vibe. I love listening to Donny Hathaway this Christmas. Right. And that was then that was her point. But then I said to her, I said, well, if that's the case, why don't you celebrate Hanukkah? And she's like, they don't have good songs. They need some jams. Hanukkah needs some jams. Oh, Hanukkah, Hanukkah, oh, Hanukkah, come light the menorah. <laughs> Let's have a party. We'll all dance the horror. And yeah. what has Mariah Carey contributed to that? <laughs> I don't want to lie for Hanukkah. It's like, it doesn't, she's nah, like, nobody doing that. No. Nope. Um, I mean, but I, I was like, why don't you, she's like, because I'm not Jewish. And I was like, but you're not Christian either. And she was not a fan of me for a couple of days. <laughs> um, Because I was like, 
bitch, well then celebrate Ramadan too. Like I'm not. <laughs> and so she was like, I don't understand why you're upset. I was like, I'm not upset. You're upset. All I'm saying is. <laughs> oh my God. You do not believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You don't even not believe that God exists. So why are you celebrating the birth of his son? That's all I'm asking you. And she could not get, she's like, well, I celebrated it growing up. I said, cause your parents were Catholic, right? She's like, well, yeah. She's like, but they're not really like, they weren't religious. And I was like, but they believed in God. She's like, well, yeah. And I said, then that makes sense. But yeah, I was just giving her the business because I just, but also because I've never understood why an atheist would celebrate a religious holiday. And if it's you're like going to Super Bowl in America, no, it's the like, Super Bowl, no, the Super Bowl ain't got nothing to do. The Super Bowl did not bring Lazarus back from the dead. The Super Bowl, people act like it did. Listen, Everyone's all in. TV stops, and you get a seven-layer dip once a year. I hear John Listen, the Baptist the- bet on the Eagles. <laughs> He bet on the Patriots. That's a, come, don't do that. But don't be. Don't get nuts. He's still a Christian. Stop it. And technically, John the Baptist was Jewish. Um. So, but it's no. The Super Bowl is a big deal because we don't allow men to express emotions. That's why sports are a big deal. That man's not crying because his team won. He's crying because his dad died, and no one will allow him to express that fucking emotion. That's why sports are so. Fu- that's why we've got men in the fucking street eating horse shit because they really <laughs> just never got over the fact that that one girl broke their fucking heart. Um. Oh my God, Dulce, Dulce, I gotta pee, but I'm obsessed with you, and I'm so oh, glad you, you came and visited us because this we've been trying to get you for so long. I know. I'm worried that I might get canceled. Um. You ain't gonna get canceled. So. You're gonna get renewed for several seasons. Listen, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm not on a podcast, tell it on myself for getting in trouble. Um because I am trying to figure out what I am going to text this. My friend is uh coaching me on what to send back to this boy. Uh because I don't like this boy, quite honestly. Well, listen, he came out hot and I just said to him, I was like, Yo, bro, I'm just you seem busy. So okay. And then he was like well, and like I've just I did not know that if you just say to a man, "Yeah, I'm good," they'll go, "Well, no, nah, I'm just saying." I'm like, "Oh, so I have to act like I don't give a yep. shit." Yep. Yeah. Trying to pull a fly, um, which I don't. Then that's the game that I don't like. Right. Right. Is right. pretending I don't give a shit when really I'm trying to put my mouth on you. Um, <laughs> Honestly, I went on a, that's how I figured out that I didn't want to see this guy again because we had been texting for like weeks mm. and I was on the road and then I met him in person and our date started at a church hug and ended in a church hug. And you know what a church <laughs> hug is. It's when you're, yeah, yeah. hips out, hips out. Oh, not just hips out. Complete side hug. Oh, okay. Full side action. Okay. Full side, hip to hip, full side action. Never directly in front of the body. It's also mm. know how I know if like if a dude, if I'm, I'm messing with wants to stop sleeping with me. Or if uh, a man is trying to be polite, if he hugs me, he won't put his pelvis anywhere near me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, one-armed hugs. I've punched people because they gave me a one-armed hug. Um, but I went on a date with this boy, and I was just sitting there, and I was like, I don't want to put my mouth on him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. that's my deciding factor now. That's right. really where right. I am. Of course. If and I think that's I think that's a great barometer for anyone's level of interest with someone. 
do I want to put parts of his body in my mouth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do I even okay. want to put his lips on my... If I want to put my lips on your lip, If yeah. I don't want to put my lips on your cheek, nigga, get at... <laughs> we are done. Bro, if I don't want to even give you a friendly, friendly peck, like a nice lady do... <laughs> Delete my number, baby. <laughs> okay, that's the closer. Delete my number, baby. Uh, uh, all right, this was a delight. We'll, we'll see, see you, you next, next week. Time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 